0: The USFL Gambling Podcast preseason talk on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start. We're also brought to you by stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry, head over to stableduel.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by better fantasy, better fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at better slash S G P N. That's BetterFantasy fantasy B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N. We're also brought to you by manscaped the leaders in below the belt grooming, head over to manscaped.com. Use that promo code SGP for 20% off your, your first order and free shipping. We're also brought to you by the S G P N app. Yes. Don't forget to download the S G P N app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab it and let it ride.
1: This is Jim Mora, and you're
0: listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique
1: American experience. A game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive it did. So oh my God,
0: the
1: is a toast. We sometimes forget that football, being the consummate of team sport, is a great deal more successful when you do play as a unit and don't rely on individual talent. Frankly, I'm impressed with the USFL.
0: SFL gambling podcast preseason episode here. We're going to have many of these. All right. Just, I, I get really excited. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, just buckle up, subscribe, tell a friend, because we're going to have many of these. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not Somebody a pick. This nothing. is Somebody a pick knows. double the price but no one touches Dundee. Boom! Yes, XFL coming, but this is USFL. It's funny. I was just re- I was just reading comments of uh, of uh, Moose Johnson saying that he wants the co- he's he's excited about the competition with the XFL. So I had to get somebody on that c- that covers spring football, that knows spring football, that has a want and desire for spring football. And I'm telling you, this guy he is a huge man behind the scenes with the sports gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. He is the managing editor. Get up, give it up for my guy, Adam Pelletier.
1: How you doing Adam? Uh, doing good. You know, we got to see some uniforms yesterday, a great commercial. I didn't care about any of those championship games yesterday. <laughs> I'm still emotionally broken as far as NFL fandom goes right now. So I'm all aboard the USFL hype train. I don't care about anything else right now but the United States football league. Oh,
0: it's just glorious. It's just glorious. I'll be honest. Look, and, and to the audience, if you don't know, Adam is a Buffalo bills fan. So I completely understand where he's coming from saying I couldn't tune into the games much yesterday. My heart was, was just ripped out a week ago, but yes, the USFL for me, Adam, I'm a guy that, that my some of my first childhood memories are watching the USFL. My brothers, I, I come from a family with, uh, with older brothers, as I know, you know, one of them, but um, they were, I was forced upon liking this league <laughs> without even knowing, like I, it was just my family, my history and knowing football. I never had a choice as the youngest in my family. It was always just like, Hey, this is what you're going to like now get to like it. And I've been in love with it ever since the shoe fit. but. Uh, I'm a guy that remembers a lot of the USFL the first time around. So I, I, I was just absolutely blown away by this news that they were coming back. I mean that they announced this back in June. I said, finally, finally, there was talks maybe a, a, like 10 years ago that the USFL was going to come back and never turned into anything. So finally we get this thing. And I thought it was smart to get out and, and try to beat the XFL a year before it. I know there's a lot of speculation about that, but we saw, I thought the first slam dunk. Commercial from the USFL. There's been other commercials out there, but yesterday they released a commercial that was just the uh, uh, guys at a restaurant. Uh, he's, he's he's looking at the menu. He keeps he, he looks across the restaurant. Sees a uh, you know a waiter looking like uh, the quarterback with the plague sheet on his on his wrist. Mm-hmm. And just just a great commercial. Do you like that thing?
1: Oh my god, I loved it. I was just talking to my friend uh, earlier today, and he was like, "Yeah, that was honestly." one of the best commercials for anything I've seen in the longest time. It was just clean. It was easy. And it was just, it's how we all start to feel, you know, who hasn't been sitting there in a restaurant, you know, looking at the menu thinking, huh, this looks a little like a play sheet, wishing there was more football on the horizon. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, despair no longer we only got to wait until April. You're going to pay your taxes, and then you're <laughs> going to watch the USFL. There's going to be some pain, and then there's going to be some glory that first weekend in Birmingham.
0: Yes, yes, and uh, look, I mean, I, I, I'm, I've been a long lobbyer that spring football can work. I actually think the XFL numbers, if you, if you crunch them, I know people will say, well, they folded. Well, COVID, a pandemic hit. We didn't have March Madness.
1: They didn't even really fold. Hold on, they didn't really fold. They went on hiatus. They did what a lot of businesses had to do. They laid off all their employees because they were so dependent upon that. The XFL was a positive product. It was working and you see it now with, you know, we see Taylor Heineke who wasn't even a starter in the XFL now a starter in the spring. Now a starter in the NFL, you know, guys like him, Dearness Johnson on the Browns is going to get run as somebody's one or two back this year after he hits free agency you know, lesser known names. And these are, this is where it's going to come Colby. We have seen just some absolute garbage line play in the NFL on both sides of the ball the last four or five years. And it seems to get worse every year because colleges are not playing a pro style blocking scheme. They're playing, the guys are just setting back in a pass stance and going, they can't block on an NFL level. They need coaching. Spring leagues are going to fill this need where when you have less padded practices, where you have all these restrictions, you're going to see more spring leagues pop up because these raw players need a place to go, develop, and get coached by pro level coaches. And the USFL said this is what we're going to do across the board with their hires. They went out and got guys who are coaches. They're not scheme guys. These are guys who are going to coach up talent. Lots of college coach coaches. Todd Haley is probably the only exception to that rule every other coach there, I look there and I say, this is a guy who's going to develop players and has always done more with less. And is a guy who might not have been successful at a higher level, but that's because he's a coaching junkie. He wants to coach his players up. And that's where these spring leagues are going to start to make their bones and where they can put a good product on the field and fill a void.
0: Yeah. I've never understood like the NFL fan that hates me and Nick talk about this all the time. My brother NC, Nick uh, the, the, the NFL fan that hates the, that hates on the XFL and the C or uh, the CFL and the, and the USFL. And I'm like, this only is making their product better, you know, to have, uh, you know, your, your, your t- players that are barely going to be on your roster or on preseason rosters. If they, if you don't have a spring league, they don't have anything to, to do essentially. Maybe the CFL if they're lucky, but sometimes that's not the case. So like, this is only going to make football better. In my opinion, the product
1: oh. on all, like, on all fronts. And we've seen how many guys now come out of nowhere, you know, late season wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, all these skill position guys who just show up out of nowhere. The NFL is clearly bad at evaluating talent in a lot of ways. There's clearly this failure in the NFL to properly evaluate talent and there's good guys out there. So if you have all this, you have this thirst for it. Um, let's just remember the AAF and XFL, both were out drawing NBA games in prime time when they were running. They were outdrawing prime NBA games of the week. People want football. They see the numbers and they say, well, it's not the NFL. It doesn't have to be the NFL. It has to beat the NBA. It has to beat whatever. And you're going to start to, and you already have a bigger embrace of it. You know, the USFL, they're being coy about it, but they've lined up all the back room, all the backside deals to set up for DFS and other and and gambling, you know, they have a stats partner that is already taking orders from people for that backend API. They have set up to be a successful league and capitalize on gambling, being legal DFS expanding and people's thirst for football. Yeah. And an MLB
0: lockout. No, that's, what I, I mean, that is, uh, talk about a, a blessing in disguise. I know, you know, the people online said, oh, the USFL is rushing to do this. Well, yeah, they are. I don't really have a problem with that. They see an opportunity where the XFL said, we're going to wait another year. I don't blame them for that. Try to rush it. I mean, the, the product, I think, will still be fine once you get on the field. But then the blessing in disguise of potentially, it seems like baseball is not going to start, at least on time because they mm-hmm. are very far apart as, as far as, oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, as far as that and, sport starting, you know, even spring training and
1: the USFL is only behind in the sense that this technical USFL entity is behind a lot of the back and, you know, the management, Brian Woods, guys like that were in the spring league the past couple of years, the spring league, much smaller operation than the XFL, but had a television contract was successful, was watched. And it just needed some, and basically without any promotion was doing good numbers on Fox last year. So the Fox said, we see this, we see that it's worked. We're going to bring Brian in." Brian is, you know, talking to many people. Brian Woods is described as much like us. Brian Woods is a football junkie and he just wants there to be football. And he believes in spring football and he believes in giving every guy an opportunity. So man, if that's your commissioner, if that's the guy who's running your league, this is going to be successful. So a lot of this team has put together leagues on tighter budgets and with less resources than they have right now. So you have to have to have to be excited for what's going to come now that they have the backing of Fox, which is, you know, and unlike the AAF, everyone's going to draw comparisons between the USFL and the AAF. And I'm sorry if I'm rambling here, No, but I just, I get to hear all these people complain and drawing all the comparisons between the USFL and the AAF. But the big difference is the USFL has signed and committed funding. The AAF initially had thought they had funding ended up. The guy was a financial fraudster. And then Tom Dundon came in and Tom Dundon is a man who made his fortune off of some pride in auto loans. He's, you know, as shisty as they come really. And he's just out there to make a buck and he doesn't care who he hurts. He wanted the AAF's you know, technology, which was interesting and unique. And we see it used all the time now but it was unique at that point and hadn't been used before he wanted that. He didn't care about the league. He didn't give two shits if the league was successful. And this is my speculation, Tom Dundon. If you hear this, I'm happy to talk to you about it, my man, (laughs) but I doubt you will. But two Carolina boys on a podcast right now, this might make it into your circle, Um, (laughs) but there was never lockdown funding for the UF for the AAF and the XFL. Did take a more deliberate rollout because they had the financial backing. And even now they're taking a more deliberate rollout. They have the backing, you know, the rock is a multi-billionaire. Danny Garcia is a powerhouse. The XFL has a plan. The USFL has a plan. They're going to fill, I think two very different roles. The USFL feels like it's going to be a lot more small school fringe guys. The XFL might go after a little bit bigger name guys because they have deeper pockets and they have that plan. And that's what they know. And they have that commitment, that brand, those established cities, the XFL has a lot of partners that they're going to be able to go back to who are going to be excited. St. Louis is buzzing. St. Louis has been buzzing St. Louis. If the XFL goes back to St. Louis, that dome is going to be sold out that first weekend. Yeah. You heard it here first, that opening weekend game is going to be played in front of a pack dome of America or whatever it's called out there.
0: I still wanted to be at the Cardinal stadium, but they're not going to listen to me, but I'm still happy. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think people have asked me, where are you? you USFL? Are you XFL? No, I I'm, I am football year round. All right. Mm -hmm. I, any of these leagues I'm going to be watching. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, obviously the DFS and fantasy football can play a part. I think when I look back at the AAF, that's one of the the things that they didn't do well,
1: I would say they didn't have the, well, they didn't have the DFS. And the thing that they had was they had hyped this game. They had this idea for the game where you're predicting what the next play is. And it's a fascinating concept, but they waited so long to get it out and they didn't have anything to bridge the gap with traditional fantasy players. Yeah. And the XFL did a better job. They had DFS, they had DraftKings, they had fan duel and all fantasy sports. tried, you know, did a good job. The AF the first year was rough. The XFL, they cleaned up everything. It's, you know, you're not going there for the frills. You're going there because you want to play spring fantasy football, 52,000 users. Okay. 52,000 users were on that site, 15,000 leagues drafted on the XFL site. And let me tell you, there are people going and signing up leagues now still. And that- I check occasionally and I talked to Brian and there are leagues being signed up there in anticipation of the USFL. And we are working on it. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be USFL season long fantasy football. I guarantee it.
0: And those numbers you're quoting uh, the XFL season. Didn't even get that far underway. It would have, it would, I think it would have continued to grow, you know, uh, as the season prolonged. Um, So I I really think this will work out, but let me ask you this. I mean, what, first off, is there, um, what, what do you want to see out of the USFL? If if you had your dream setup of like, what you want the USFL to have,
1: uh, I just want, I want good football. I want an entertaining product. That moves, that has some innovation. I need to see the innovation. I like the experimental nature. I loved the multiple point um, option in the XFL that they had. I loved the no kickoff rule. Honest to God, I loved it in the AAF. And I even like the XFL experiment. I know you weren't a fan of the XFL kickoff, but I liked it because it's different. You know, football is a sport that doesn't take chances, and these small leagues are where we can test some of these things like maybe fixing the NFL overtime, which we all know is broken. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But we have these leagues. We never got to see an XFL overtime game where we basically would have gotten a shootout where you have the teams lined up in both end zones. You have one team playing offense in one end zone, the other team playing offense in the other end zone. And you go boom, 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 back and forth five times, best of five. If you're tied after that one off, you know, that's an interesting overtime rule. It's a little campy, but it's going to be fun as hell.
0: Yeah. And I'm all up for those things. Like I, like when I, I I know I blast the XFL kickoff, but I, I, I reward them. Like I I would say like, I I appreciate the efforts they made to try to change, to try to be innovating. Now I I don't agree with it, but I also don't agree with the NFL kickoff from like midfield. I feel like I just, I I love special teams. Like I, I'm Mm -hmm. one of these guys where like special teams and defense, I think are, are, I don't want to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but I miss them. Like I like special teams. I like defense. Right. I love that element of football. So to oh, me- it's
1: fantastic. Defense is what saved the AAF from anonymity. Yeah. We all know the famous, no roughing the passer uh-huh. call uh-huh. that saved the AAF. Oh, The man. XFL was also, you know, yeah. the XFL was saved by that first weekend. Cardell Jones showed up and balled out a big name, balled out that first weekend and even heading into COVID. The XFL had so much buzz because we had that great game with the LA Wildcats and the Seattle Dragons. It was an absolute shootout on a Sunday night. Everybody left it wanting more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Now, okay, let me ask you this, though, Adam. Do you have a favorite team? Who are you going to be pulling for? We only have eight teams. I've heard Moose Johnson <sighs> say next year he'd like to expand if this is a success eight teams. Uh, Do you have a favorite one? I haven't, I've had a hard time
1: identifying my favorite team as well. Like I keep going back and forth. I'm thinking about this. Like I absolutely love Mike Riley, but it's that New York, New Jersey Generals. Something just feels dirty about cheering for that team. (laughs) And then I go to the gamblers and it's like, but do I really want to cheer for Kevin Sumlin?
0: That that's my, that's my road is like, I know the gamblers. And and then I
1: end up with Bart Andrus and I'm just like, man, that's a football dude right yes, there. Yes. Like you're coaching in the Canadian college ranks with the uh, Ontario BGS or GGs <laughs> or whatever the hell they are. Yes. You're coaching in, a, in Canadian college football. God, you must love it. And I want to be all aboard that train, but the stars feels a little like clicky because they were the dominant USFL team early on. And it feels like there's a man who's going to make it work on short notice at Bard Andrus,
0: uh, dude. His his resume—that's uh, it, it, one of my favorite rabbit holes to go down. Because I, as a guy that loves football, I mean, I didn't know some of the Rocky Mountain University he coached at. I was like, "What the hell is I that?" I mean, he,
1: he's a guy who was like a JUCO called and was like, "We need a coach," and he's like, "Done. I'm there." <laughs> you know, two JUCOs, a bunch of D one schools, Canadian college. He's been all over the map. A guy like that is going to know. How to coach at the end of the day, and even see some guys you know who played at colleges that he coached at are allegedly in the draft pool. This elusive, nebulous pool of allegedly three thousand players that exists. (laughs) Yeah, that's the number I've I've heard the number three thousand many many times. Well,
0: it does make sense with this when people say like, "Hey, there's not enough room for all these good players." XFL, CFL, USFL. I I I know this. There's more people playing football, believe it or not. I know you think like, uh, I think the average person will think, well, it's become a violent game. Less people are playing it. Not necessarily. Actually, there's more universities playing it than ever, than ever. Yeah.
1: So, and and you've got expanding leagues, you know, there's a resurgent league in Europe now too. That's given a home to a lot of, you know, more D three level guys. And the USFL is probably going to pull some of those D three, D two level guys. Those guys can end up being on rosters. You know, we saw at the end of last year, the Rams called upon John Walford, who was a small school guy out of the AAF.
0: Yeah. we you seen him with Greg Ward, caught a touchdown out of, a, a, you know, he played decent ball for the Eagles. I mean, we saw PJ Walker, who had somewhat success in Carolina. Hey, deb- he just
1: never got a good shake. That's yeah. on Matt Rule being a bad coach. That's your boy right there, Matt Rule. Put PJ Walker in because he looked like your best quarterback all year you just never gave him a chance to get in a rhythm.
0: Yeah. And I think I want to say as a starter, I'd have to pull it up again. I thought he went undefeated as a starter, but uh, regardless, um, I I can't wait for this league. I mean, is there anything uh, like what? Let me ask you this. You think Mike Riley's the the best coach or would you say Jeff
1: Fisher? Who do you think the best coaches right now? My my rankings of the teams go like this. All right. Coming in at number one, I got to go with the Philadelphia stars and Bart Andrus. I just think he's a guy who's been coached at this level a lot. He's got the experience of coaching these younger guys and building them into a, you know, a solid cohesive unit. Number two, the generals and Mike Riley, Mike Riley is a spring football you know, experienced guy. He's been around the block a couple of times with the AAF and the XFL. He knows what's going
0: and on the world league in 91
1: and the world <laughs> league in 91. He knows what it takes to be good in a startup. Next I'm going to the Maulers and Kirby Wilson, because we've seen these guys, you know, we saw it in the, um, in the XFL with Hayes, with Jonathan Hayes in St. Louis. He's a guy who was a career position coach, never got a good shake. And this is where you know, the NFL has this problem with identifying good coaches too, just like good players. You have a guy like Jonathan Hayes, who came out and coached a St. Louis team that by all intents and purposes was possibly was looked at at times as the least talented roster in the XFL. And they were the number two seed in the East and were gonna be the best team coming out of the East. Yeah, they could have so been, they a guy could have won like Kirby all. Wilson fits that build for me. Number four, Jeff Fisher, middle of the pack right there. Jeff Fisher, cheap joke, but Jeff Fisher right in the middle. Uh, Number five, we're going down to Kevin Sumlin and the gamblers. I just feel like he has an offensive system that can work, especially in spring football six uh, going to Fedora and or not Fedora. We're going to skip Holtz and the stallions seven uh, Todd Haley and the bandits and number eight, Larry Fedora and the breakers, just because I don't know as much about Larry Fedora. And honestly, it was a coin toss between him and Todd Haley for worst coach. I just don't know that a guy who's a career NFL coach, like Todd Haley can coach at this low level. Like honest to God, I think Todd Haley and Jeff Fisher are going to be up against it. And they're going to be behind the eight ball here coaching at this level.
0: I, I, I somewhat agree there. I, I wonder about the Fedora hire, but I, the Haley thing the Fisher thing. I mean, I heard Jeff Fisher talk about how he wants to be a, a high octane offense, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> I've never heard Jeff Fisher ever say." I'm that. intrigued.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff Fisher's like that, like that uh, old man who just discovered, you know, mobile sports gambling, and he just <laughs> turns into an absolute shark. And he was, you know, he was the usher at your church, and now all of a sudden he's just talking to you about your eight leg parlay and why it's going to lose and why his is better.
0: <laughs> I could totally see it. I could totally see it. I'm intrigued to watch that. I uh, and, and I'm intrigued to watch the USFL. I appreciate you hopping on and talking with us now. I, 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 we even saw bill Burr friend of the program, been on the, been on the sports gambling podcast many times, Bill Burr tweeting how excited he was about the league. I don't know if you caught that, um, but folks, please subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. It's on Twitter. Uh, 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 also give it a follow on Twitter at the, uh, at USFL gambling. Also make sure you follow Adam Pelletier, the man, this guy, I'm telling you he's got, he's got many different, uh, many different outfits there. He's got uh, articles dropping on all different fronts. Um, I I can't thank you enough for hopping on. Give him a follow on Twitter at Adam Pelletier. That's P E L L E T I E R. Appreciate you hopping on. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have you back talking USFL all the time.
1: Oh, of course. I'm, I expect a callback once I finish this USFL fantasy football projections. You know, they're getting close. Yeah, I got five teams left to go, but I've got three done that's this weekend's
0: project, oh, <laughs> dude, you're winning me over, man. It's like, we're long lost brothers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate you hopping on uh, guys. Uh, I'm on Twitter at dcolbyd. Give me a follow as well. And uh, like I said, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. We got, we got it all coming. I mean, April 16th. That's like, that's not that far away. I know you're thinking, Hey, we still are, we still got an NFL game to talk about, um, but Hey, April 16th is really not that far away. So uh, we will have you covered here on the USFL gambling podcast. All right, folks, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we outta here.